So first up, no, this is not a pregnancy story, <laughs> as you're wondering. I don't think my husband listens to this podcast, but um, he does read my emails, so maybe I should unsubscribe him so he doesn't have a heart attack. <laughs> Instead, I wanted to share you this story. It's a terrifying experience, really, involving a doll in the 1980s, and it's a story that my mother brings up any chance that she should get, but I think it just illustrates the point I want to make so well, so indulge me if you will. So it's 1988 and I'm about five years old and there's this ad on TV. We have two TV channels in Tasmania by the way at the time. There's an ad for this like little baby doll who crawls around and she cries a bit and when she falls down there's the uh, song, well it's it's not the song Pop Goes the Weasel but it's set to that. It's all sounding like a horror movie already. Uh, <laughs> I decided I wanted this doll for Christmas. Now what you need to understand about me is that I'm not someone who likes dolls. I've always been a bit scared of them. My daughter loves them but no not me. Um, also slightly scared of clowns and store mannequins. Now the last two kind of make sense when it becomes I suppose obvious in my history that uh, I had a clown point a gun at me once, a toy a toy gun, I should add that, um, at a fun fair in Devonport that's now been shut down. Shout out to Serendipity if anybody in the world ever went to that in northwest Tasmania in the 80s. And when I was a toddler, I was in Kmart with my mum and I looked up and a mannequin's hand, do you remember store mannequins? Its hand fell on my face and it almost broke my nose. Um, I'm okay. I still love Kmart, but I hate store mannequins. There may also have been a movie, a Christmas movie, with Olivia Newton-John that's terrorised me. <laughs> anyway, I wanted this doll for Christmas. I suspected I was trying on the idea of wanting to be like other girls. Oh, haven't we all had moments like that, even in our adulthood? So... As a girl who didn't own any dolls, that was kind of my identity for a little while. I kind of liked the way that people seemed a bit shocked and surprised and were like, oh, you're a little girl and you don't play with dolls. But um, I got to a point where I thought, oh, maybe I should change my mind, right? So I remember the doll in the ad looking cute. I'm sure she must have been. But in reality, on Christmas morning, when the batteries were put in this thing, it was more like the baby crawling across the ceiling in Renton's hallucinations in the movie Train Spotting. <sighs> and so for the last 30 odd years, my mother has been telling this story about how she procured the last oopsie baby on the shelf only for me to be terrified of it. It really is terrifying if you um, have nothing better to do in lockdown or otherwise. Go and look on um, YouTube. For this doll i'll leave the link below it's 30 years of hearing it was the last one on the shelf i had to fight another mother for it i knew you wouldn't like it but you insisted and what have we learned about believing things on tv so yeah upon researching a bit more about this doll the correct name for it is actually the oopsie daisy doll which makes more sense um and i wasn't the only person who's terrified of it there is a certain trauma bonding, I want to say, that I've experienced as a 38-year-old woman in discovering 
that there are more of us other people who were just as terrified of this doll because it turns out it was really really poorly designed and barely a month after Christmas in January 1989 this doll was recalled because its head fell off its limbs detached and its hair fell out so for all the toys to choose for my first foray into dolls I naturally had to choose the terrifying creepy one my point in all of this is it's okay to change your mind and despite my mother holding this over my head <laughs> I have made many 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 oh, attempts tries in my life where I have changed my mind about something even if it hasn't worked out so let's say you decide you want to try something that other people in the industry are doing because you should think you should do it hello during five to seven reels for Instagram a week or TikTok or getting into Clubhouse or whatever else. Or maybe that you've come so far with something and you feel like it's a waste to not keep going anymore. Whether that's, you know, a job, like you studied this career and it took you so long and it feels like a waste to give up on it. Or, you know, even persisting with a TV show or a book that you don't like, but you feel like, oh, I've come so far, it would be a waste. There are many, many, many people in the world in jobs that they don't like, spending time on hobbies that they don't like because of this false sense that it will be a waste. Nothing is a waste. You learn something from everything. Um, if I think about work examples, like I studied my PhD in borderline personality disorder and self-harm until I had kids and then I didn't want to do it anymore. I taught hypnobirthing and that was awesome until I realized I didn't really want to work weekends and after hours. I put a good four solid years into birth trauma work and then decided that's not the main thing I want people to know me for anymore. So have disappointed people. Yeah, absolutely. But you're allowed to change your mind. In changing my mind, I've been able to avoid burnout I've been able to be a bit easier on myself with my parenting um you know I changed my mind about lots of things to do with parenting one a few I can think of one that's coming to mind right now it's like you know I really wanted to be that person who loved cloth nappies but it didn't work out for me I had um hyperemesis really quite badly with my second pregnancy and so a strategy that was just get in and get out worked better for me. I could barely get off the couch, let alone have time to be washing nappies and things. I had a baby who was ridiculously skinny in the hips and still is. And finding a cloth nappy that would fit her properly and not leak, that was challenging. So I changed my mind about it. Is it still something I value and would like? Yeah, but I changed my mind about it. The same way I changed my mind about, you know, my children will never have a sippy cup. Well, you know, again, we could blame my mother for that. <laughs> I actually have a good relationship with my mother. But um, she used to work in special education and she said, oh, you know, all speech therapists say they cause potential speech problems. And then there was like what type of high chair to have and what, like there's so many decisions that you think you're going to make as a parent and then change your mind. It's okay to change your mind. I dare you to change your mind about something and just see what happens and surround yourself with supportive people who have that insight and humility to realize that brave people change their minds 
all the time. All the time. So my husband always says it's a woman's right to change her mind. So my challenge for you this week is find something that you have been telling yourself a story about, whether it's I can't do this because what will people think of me or, you know, it might be your own anecdote from your own mother. <laughs> I can't do this because of this. Or it might be, I suppose, this idea that, yeah, what if it, it's a waste? It's a waste. Oh, you know, I put so much into being the leader for my attachment parenting group or, um, you know, going vegan and I don't want to do it anymore or whatever it might be. Change your mind and see what happens. And have a good rest of your week.